Hi, everyone. Welcome to Good News, You're in the Kingdom. My name is Carlos, and I'm your host today, and I want to talk to you about the Kingdom of God and provide you fantastic news meant to cheer you up, but most of all, to teach you about the Kingdom. So in today's podcast, I'm going to talk about crisis and how not to step into it. First, I want to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a purpose life coach, and what that is is that I help people discover their purpose in life through a process of change that I call the field of change. I'm also an audio engineer, and I've spent many years in an educational environment creating video content for education, which is cool because I love to teach. I'm also a veteran of the U.S. Air Force, and I've served for 30 years. I'm extremely grateful for the experience of traveling to many countries and meeting wonderful people and enjoying the different cultures and languages and most of all, foods. So all of these experiences have made up exactly who I am. And it's a privilege to use my gift to serve you. I love teaching the kingdom of God and helping people discover who they are in Christ and create a platform for you to realize your gift, your talent, and most of all, your purpose as well. All right, so let's get started. The first time I experienced crisis was when I was about 14 years old. I grew up in a small town in upstate New York called Ellenville. And in this town, there wasn't a whole lot of things to do. In fact, it was so small, it only had one main road into town called Route 209 that you couldn't blink while driving because you could miss it. There was only one McDonald's, one Burger King, one Pizza Hut. So you get the picture. It was pretty small. Not a whole lot of things to do. And I used to complain a whole lot, especially later on as I got a little older. I used to get very bored. And one summer I got the okay from my parents to spend some of my summer break in New York City where my aunts lived. This was my first time in New York City, and I have to tell you, I was completely overwhelmed by the number of people that I saw on the streets and traffic and walking up and down the sidewalks. And I was completely dependent on my aunt as we went shopping and going from place to place. It was awesome. On our way back home, we took the subway during rush hour, and that was an experience in itself. We were packed in there like sardines, and we were separated by a few people. I was standing by the door. Now, when it came time to get off, I stepped out, but then I realized that my aunt didn't follow. I got off at the wrong stop and the doors closed. And that's when my crisis began. I was alone in New York City and I had no way of contacting my aunt. We didn't have cell phones back then. In fact, I didn't have anyone's address information or telephone numbers. The only thing I had was the street name. I was lost and I was freaking out. Fortunately for me, I found my way back home and everything was okay. For a small town, upstate New York country bunking like myself, that situation could have turned out terrible. But I tell you this story to make a point. I fell into a crisis situation because honestly, I was not prepared. I was completely dependent on my aunt. And when that failed, so did I. I think our society behaves in the same way. We allow ourselves to become dependent upon systems. And then when that system fails, so do we. So let me ask you this question. What does the COVID-19 crisis represent to you? Take a moment to think about it and I'll be right back.
All right, welcome back. So what does the COVID-19 crisis represent to you? To me, it represents system failure. You know, there's nothing like a good crisis to help you see how dependent you are on the systems of this world, like the government, the systems of economy, healthcare, education, the communication system, and the list goes on. The truth is, all of these things can and will fail. The question is, is there a system that can meet all of our needs that can be trusted to never fail? Wouldn't that be something if there was a form of government that was able to provide you all of your needs so that you don't have to worry about paying bills or worry about getting sick and allows you to focus on fulfilling your life purpose with joy and a sense of fulfillment? Sounds like a dream, doesn't it? Well, the truth is, that system of government is here, and it's called the Kingdom of God. The problem is, we've been conditioned all of our lives to believe and trust in failing systems that has left us blind, and why the biggest work we have is to retrain our thinking so that we can see and understand what is God's will and His perfect plan that He has for us. As long as we remain the blind leading the blind, we will always be subject to the effects of crisis. Okay, Carlos, I want in on this plan. So how do I get started? Well, I'm glad you asked. In Matthew 6.33, Jesus was talking to a group of people who had a common problem, no different than the kind of problems that people have today. They were worried about life, what they were going to eat, what they were going to drink or wear. You might as well include how they were going to pay their medical bills, pay their college bills. This sounds like an economic problem. So since the kingdom is here, Jesus says, don't worry about these things. He says to them, consider what I'm about to tell you. Birds don't worry about food. They don't bother with getting a job or becoming farmers and sowing a field to raise a crop so they can have food for them and their families. But they go out every morning, not worrying about food because their heavenly father feeds them. And if this is the way that God takes care of these birds, how much more will he take care of you? Are you not more valuable than birds? And what about those beautiful flowers? Jesus says, not even King Solomon's wardrobe was as beautiful as these. So if this is the way that the Father clothes flowers, flowers that are here today and gone tomorrow, how much more will he clothe you? So Jesus says, Stop seeking these things and acting like you're children without no father. The kind of father that you should know already knows what you need before you even ask it. So Jesus goes about straightening out their thinking and says to them, Because your father in heaven is a king, seek the kingdom first, and all of these things the father will take care of. Now the father is perfect, and all of his heavenly systems are perfect as well and you need to learn all about them. After all, you are his children. And this is how you get in on this thing. It's all about a radical change of thinking that requires discipleship. You know, people don't like that word because it has an old-fashioned religious meaning to it. But the truth is, the disciple is a learner. And Jesus had disciples. And these people left everything to follow Jesus. Jesus talked about the treasure, it being the kingdom. And this is what we're after. We're after the treasure of the kingdom. And the only way to acquire it is to learn 
is to chase after it, is to get into the Word, is to allow the Holy Spirit to renew your thinking through giving you understanding, revelation, giving you substance in your thinking so that you can be transformed and see exactly what God's will is. This is how this transformation process actually happens. It doesn't happen overnight, but it is guaranteed to grow in your heart if you dedicate yourself to it. Just like the Bible says concerning the seed of the kingdom, when you sow it into good ground, you will bear fruit 30, 60, or 100-fold. So be faithful with it and be transformed. I look forward to spending some more time with you on the next podcast. Until then, have a blessed, awesome day.